Welcome into another edition of State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. And of course, we do a large amount of this program on the Chicago Bears. My name is Jason Gotch. Always good to be with you and always a pleasure to be joined by my co-host, John Spataro and Ryan Fisher. John, always good to hear from you. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Jason. Excited for... Uh, the third week of the season. Uh, it seems like it's going to be over before we know it. After waiting countless weeks for it to get started, we're already on to week number three. And uh, I still don't know if we're any better for it. But here goes nothing. And Ryan, of course, I know you want to have put another winning week together. Week two is always rough on the gamblers. A lot of inconsistencies in what happens in week number two. Yeah, week two and three, like we said, are rough for the public. You know, good for the pros. And uh We'll talk about that a little bit. Well, speaking of rough guys, I, I really, really boasted last week with a 5-0 and start. I, I've got to come clean. 0-3 with my best bets last week, including losing my best bet of the week. The Bears by only a half a point. Of course, they won that game in Denver 16-14 over the Broncos. The Jets on Monday Night Football, what was I thinking? I think Ryan or John could play quarterback better than anybody the Jets have right now. And the Vikings, so close yet so far away in Green Bay, plus the points. Uh, but they lost that game and did not cover. But, guys, I, I want to start with you, John, because, look, you're like me. You're a Bears fan. Ryan went the other way. He picked the Broncos, and he got a, a nice win in one of his picks last week. But you're watching this Bears game. You think the Bears are going to cover the entire time. The Broncos can't move the ball. Then Joe Flacco moves them down the field. They score a touchdown. Uh, they get a two-point conversion, but that gets called back, and then you have the the you know you, you get the uh, the penalty on the ex, on, on the attempt, and then you get the the missed extra point that turns into another penalty. They get a two-point conversion, and then Eddie Pinheiro comes down and wins the game for the Bears. But as a gambler, John, yeah, our Bears won, but unfortunately, we lost the bet by a half point. So a lot of emotion going through our mind in that Bears game. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. Take the win uh, above any potential uh, gambling earnings on that one just because the Bears needed it so bad. It was an interesting game, uh, you know, despite being a pretty bad game. Uh, but, yeah, it, it was it was hard to watch on Sunday to, to, you know, try and separate being a Bears fan at heart and knowing that they needed a win with that, that two-point conversion at the end of the game to make it a 14-point uh, total for the, the Broncos really just killed any possibility that you thought of of covering if you had the bears. So I'll take the loss. It's early, uh, but, but definitely would like to see more bears and more bears covers going forward. And Ryan, on the other side, you're our Vegas insider. Well, you look like the genius of the program last week because you said, take the Broncos. You had the half point. What was going through your mind? Because I think probably for most of that game, you like the rest of us thought there was no way Joe Flacco was going to rally the Broncos. But in the end, he rallies them, not to a win, straight up, but a cover. Well, that's the difference between sharp versus square, pro Joe. John's talking about how he'll take the win over the cover. I, I'm all about the cover. <laughs> that's, that's the first <laughs> thing I'm trying to get out of these games. And the Bears didn't deserve to win the game. I mean, terrible, terrible roughing the passer call. But they got it. But uh, in the end, the most important thing is to cover the two in the hook, two and a half. And uh it's hard to cover spreads if your offense doesn't score much, and that's where the Bears are right now. So Ryan gets the win because he's the insider gambler, even though the Broncos lose because he's worried about the spread. 
John gets the win because, above all else, he's a Bears fan, even though he likes to bet the games. And I'm with John on this one. Look, it was a tough loss for the Bears gamblers like myself, Jason Koch. But, hey, an 0-2 start to the Bears season. I need something to do in the fall and, and winter in Chicago. I mean, when the weather gets bad, what are you going to do on a Sunday if you can't watch a decent Bears team? So I'll take the victory as well. Now, fellas, it doesn't get any easier for the Bears this week. I know Redskins uh, 0-2 game is in the nation's capital or in Virginia uh, at FedEx Field. Uh, It looks like on paper the Bears have a a pretty easy matchup here, but easier said than done. They're a four-point favorite to uh, at the Redskins looking to go two and one but the Redskins can move the ball a little bit Case Keenum loves those garbage covers he's done that before he did it week one against the Eagles so I'm going to start with you Ryan uh give us some thoughts on this game and what direction you're going yeah I mean a Monday nighter you know in the the Monday night games (laughs) they love to give us these these tough matchups and when I say tough I mean tough to watch and this might be might be another one. Uh, you know, the Bears' offense has not done anything yet, and if they're going to, you would think it would be here against the Redskins' defense that has, I mean, honestly, just been awful through the first couple weeks. Um, but we've got the Bears, who don't score much, haven't scored much on the road, as a favorite of more than a field goal uh, on a Monday nighter. Redskins at home. You know, gosh, this is almost, it's kind of, I feel like I'm echoing my sentiments from last week with the Bears and the Broncos. And man, I, I just, it's just hard to back the Bears at this point with the offense that they've shown. Um, again, if it's going to break out, it's going to be this week. I can't back that until I see it with the Bears. So I'm going to take points. I'm going to, it's more than a field goal. I'm going to take four. I'm going to, I'm gonna go with the uh, with the under with the home underdog again, second week in a row with the Bears game, and uh, I'm gonna take the Redskins plus the four. And Case Keenum's gonna find a way somehow to at least cover. And hopefully for you guys, it, that's all it is. It's not an outright win. Nice of Ryan to think of myself and John as far as the Bears winning straight up. But you heard Ryan John Spataro. He's going to take the Redskins plus the points. Which way are you going in this one? I'm following him. I mean, I think the four points is is a good number for the Bears to, you know, win by a field goal if, if I'm rooting for them to win every single game. Um, you know, and, and, and it just doesn't seem to me like this team has the offensive firepower to put a team away. I think they're going to play a lot of close games. I think they're going to get, uh, you know, some last-second shots at, at either the end zone or the goalposts, uh, whichever one works um, to win games that late because of their defense and because of the just the inability to move the ball, it seems, uh, up and down the field throughout the game. So I like the Redskins plus four. I still hope the Bears will be able to, to get out of D.C. with the win. But it, it just doesn't instill any confidence in me after betting on this team two weeks in a row uh, and then putting up two just poor offensive performances. I, I, I'm not trying to be too smart with this. Uh, I'm with you, Ryan, that if there is a breakout week, it smells like this would be the one to do it. But I still don't think the Bears have what it takes to win this game by a touchdown or two. I think Eddie Pinheiro is going to be the team MVP this year. I think he's going to make a lot of kicks. <laughs> and I think that this is going to be uh, pretty much par for the course that we've, that we've seen over the first two weeks of the year. 
I like the Bears to win by no more than three points. I would love to be a dissenting voice right now, guys, but I can't. I have to go with the Redskins as well. Throw me, Jason Gotch, on board with Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. I'm taking the Redskins plus the four points. This is State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. And guys, it's that time in the program, our fun segment, Bet It or Drink It, where I give Ryan and John each $20 on a long shot play. This week, it's a two-team parlay. So if you bet 20 bucks, you'd win an additional 52 on the bet I'm throwing out there. We have two more teams this week that are huge underdogs. The Jets are getting, right now, 23 points at the New England Patriots with Luke Falk starting at quarterback. And the Cowboys are a 21.5-point favorite over the hapless Dolphins. So I'm going to start with Ryan Fisher. Ryan, you know this stat. Since 1993, there have only been seven teams favored by at least 20 points in an NFL game. Those teams are 7-0 and straight up, but only 1-6 and against the spread. So with the 20 bucks, Ryan, are you throwing it down on the two-team parlay? Dolphins plus the points, Jets plus the points. Are you buying some drinks? Well, you know, you don't get rich by being by being scared. I mean, we could take that $20. We could win 52 by taking the Dolphins plus the 21.5, the Jets plus the 23. We could be really bold and do a money line parlay. How about picking both of those teams to win? There, your $20 would pay over $5,000. Now, that sounds like the real better to drink it to me. But no, I, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to say the Dolphins and Jets are both going to win the games. Um, but I'm going to take your 20 bucks and I'm going to bet it. I'm going to, uh, I feel really, I hate to say the word good because the word good doesn't associate with the Dolphins. Uh, but I, that is a good play this week. The Dolphins are getting too many points against the Cowboys. Dolphins are 0-2 against the spread, but some things went haywire late against the, the Patriots where that score looked worse than it was. Uh, the Cowboys have been great, but the Cowboys are the Cowboys. Jason Garrett in this kind of spot, he's been terrible as a touchdown or greater favorite in his career as a coach, which really shouldn't surprise anybody. So I like the Dolphins. The Jets I'm not nearly as sure about, but hey, if you're giving me half of a parlay that I feel good about and it's your $20, not mine, I'm going to go ahead and bet it. I'm taking both underdogs, holding my nose, and uh, taking a whole lot of points and hoping that somehow it pans out late. You heard Ryan, John Spataro. You buying drinks or you betting on some real bad team? I am buying drinks. I like the Jets, <laughs> and uh, I, I really think that they are not going to uh, uh, take the same fate that the Dolphins took against the Patriots last week. I am officially abandoning the Dolphins this year. I think they are one of the worst teams I have ever seen in my 20-something year history of watching NFL games. Let me take you through a rundown of what they did on the field this week. These were their drives. Punt, 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 interception, punt, punt, pick six, pick six, and then two turnovers on downs to end the game. That is a team that is not trying to win. That is a team that has no business being on an NFL field. I don't even care if they get 100 points at this point. I don't think the Dolphins are at all going to be competitive in any game they play this year. So although I like the Jets with 22 and a half points, and although I don't need to be as sharp to realize that when you get a total of 44 points on a bet of any size, I think you should take it. I'm abandoning the Dolphins. Jason, I'm trying to use your money smartly in this segment. I always 
I, I can't justify spending a single dollar on the Miami Dolphins for the rest of the season, so I'm drinking it. Everything Ryan said made perfect sense, except for what John brought up, in my opinion. I, I just, I, I'm, I'm not the sharp either. I can't do it. I watched a lot of that Dolphins game last week. John running down the drives. Yeah, I cannot put $20 in good conscience on that team. I don't have the guts, so I'm drinking that one as well. The Jets might do it, but until the Dolphins cover a spread, I'm staying away from them. This is State Lines, along with our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. When we come back, Ryan will have some week three trends of the National Football League. We'll talk about some quarterback changes and difficulties, and we'll give each of us three picks and our best bet of the week. All that right after this. Back to State Lines, where you get the best pro football gambling information in the state of Illinois. My name is Jason Gotch, along with John Spataro and our Vegas insider, Ryan Fisher. And as we come back from our break, it's the time in the show when we throw it to Ryan, and he gives us some NFL Week 3 trends and interesting gambling notes. And this is an interesting week with the quarterbacks, too, Ryan, because we've got Mason Rudolph now the start of the rest of the year in Pittsburgh with Ben and Roethlisberger out. You have Drew Brees sideline. Teddy Bridgewater is going to quarterback the Saints for a number of weeks. Daniel Jones replaces Eli Manning as the starter with the Giants. So quarterback changes, quarterback injuries, trends and notes. The floor is yours. Yeah, I mean, we're going to talk about some quarterbacks. We're going to stay with one of the same trends we talked about last week. It was, you know, weeks two and three are the best weeks to, to go against the public, go against your gut with what you think you're seeing. Um, you know, anytime we got 70% or more on one team, we want to go the other way this week. We're looking at looks right now. There's about six or seven teams that are getting, you know, more than 70% of public support. That's going to fall in the end. We're probably going to have two or three. Most likely those two or three are going to be the new England Patriots against the dolphins, the Dallas Cowboys against the jet or the, the Cowboys against the dolphins, the Patriots against the jets, two games we already talked about. And then the Rams against the Browns. So we're looking at, you know, we're looking at the other side in all three of those games. That's one way you kind of want to start looking. Ryan, from the Sharp perspective, the Vegas insider perspective, is there a philosophy that you have when you look at a team starting a rookie quarterback or a team that lost a a really good quarterback in Breeze or you think about what the Steelers have lost in Ben Roethlisberger? Do you kind of sit it out and watch or do you look at the matchup and and not worry too much about the quarterback position, look at other things when betting games like that? You know, there's one thing that I've always said and it's that I personally, I hate betting injuries. I hate betting on something I don't know. So when there's an injury and, and, and the public immediately pounces because obviously this team can't be as good with this with the new quarterback or the new point guard or whichever, you know, I don't like doing that. I don't I like to bet on the information that I know and what I've seen and that I feel like I I've I know something that people have missed or that they're 
or they're overvaluing something that isn't that important. So that's where I tend to go. I mean, it's not a hard and fast rule, but it's definitely something that I think about is, is I hate betting the immediacy of injuries and, and, and the, unless I see too much of an overreaction. And I will say this, um, not just myself, but there's others involved. There's been an overreaction in that 49ers Steelers game. That line has moved a whole lot and, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is great, but Mason Rudolph's been all right. And I'm not sure that affects that offense as much as we think. And really, I mean, the giants, is anyone thinking that Eli Manning was doing a good job for the giants for about the last five <laughs> years? So, I mean, I, I, you know, Daniel Jones might not be any good, but Peyton Man or Eli Manning wasn't any good. So, you know, really there's only upside there. You know, people get very scared to bet the new guy thinking that, you know, you can't step right in. Well, but if the guy you're replacing isn't any good, then then where's the downside in that? Well, to build on what Ryan says, you're also trusting Jameis Winston to be a six and a half point favorite. I, I know they won at the Panthers last Thursday night, you know, the, the week two game. But I mean, does anybody really trust Dan or uh, trust Jameis Winston to be a six and a half point favorite against anybody? Maybe not named the Dolphins or the Jets. So yeah, a lot goes into some of these spreads right now. Not a lot of trust in some of these younger quarterbacks, but uh, maybe the odds makers are uh, putting some sucker bets on the board. This is State Lines along with Ryan Fisher, our Vegas insider, and John Spataro. My name is Jason Gotch. I told you in segment number one that I went zero and three in week number two. Best bet Bears. Two-and-a-half-point favorite, lost by the hook. Hopefully some of you got it, and maybe minus two shopped around a little bit, but for our purposes, I told you take it minus two-and-a-half. It's a loss. Uh, the Jets plus the points was a big loss. The Vikings didn't cover plus the points. Uh, John, why don't you recap what you did in week number two? Yeah, I, I went one for uh, for this second straight week. I went one for three on, on my picks last week, bringing my year to date to two and seven. Uh, I had the Chargers winning by two and a half points. They lost. That that was a pretty close game in Detroit. They had a chance to win it towards the end, but they couldn't get the ball in the end zone. The Bengals got blown out uh, by the 49ers uh, for the second straight week. I've lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners. I think I'm going to give them some respect this week and, and stay away. But my best bet of the week uh, actually ended up uh, playing pretty well. I bet the uh, Steelers and Seahawks going over 46 and a half points, uh, 48 and a half points rather. And they did. And it wasn't easy. They were uh, scoreless in the, into the second quarter uh, and only had scored 17 points at halftime. But both offenses exploded for 37 points uh, in the second half. And, and I was able to hit by a comfortable margin of seven and a half. And kind of going to what Ryan was saying earlier, uh, that was without Ben Roethlisberger in the second half. So something I'm looking forward to. Uh, this week is the Mason Rudolph Steelers being able to still score some points despite no Big Ben. Ryan, how about you? How did Week Two fare for Ryan Fisher? Well, personally, it fared very well. Just I'm not giving the the listeners the winners that I need to. We went one and two on the show. I hit with the Falcons on Sunday night at home against the Eagles. I, I missed for the second straight week. I was riding the Redskins and they didn't come through. Or no, the, the Redskins did not come through this week. They did the previous week. And then the Raiders gave up 28 to the Chiefs in the second quarter, you know, shut them out the other three quarters, but that 28 was enough. But surprisingly, you know, I, I enter a bunch of things. I enter one contest. I have to pick every single NFL game. Well, I went 12 and four against the spread and won some money in that, but unfortunately just one and two 
you know, for the listeners. I don't know how that happens, but it makes me feel good about giving them some winners this week. Well, it is that time of the show. Pro versus Joe, Sharp versus Square. John and Ryan each pick three games, as will I. Jason Gotch, three games. We'll each give you a best bet out of those three. But before we do that, a reminder, each of us on the Redskins this week, not necessarily a best bet. We talked about it in segment number one, but we all like the Redskins plus the four points against the Bears in the Monday night game. So, Ryan... The floor is yours once again. Give the listeners some winners. Well, we'll go through it kind of quickly. John, a little bit earlier, he buried the guy I'm about the back. He said there are no, no quarterbacks remaining from that draft class of 2004. Well, Phillip Rivers still still alive and well down there, playing in the soccer stadium down in Carson. Uh, I'm going to take the Chargers minus the three against the Texans. Um, just because we were talking about it and just because it's an interesting play this week, I'm going to go with the the Giants. I'm going to take the plus the six and a half at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's got the extra rest coming off the Thursday night, but anyone who watched that Thursday night game could not have been impressed with what they did. Uh, They got it done more because of what the Panthers did not do rather than what the Buccaneers did do. And uh, our host, Jason Gotch, has been talking about Daniel Jones for several weeks, so we're going to back him early. We're going to give him a shot. And here it comes, my best bet. Yep, we're doing it again. Miami Dolphins. We've, we've missed on them two weeks in a row. The cow, the Dolphins are 0-2 against the spread. The Cowboys are 2-0 against the spread. Just, just intuitively, that tells you that this spread is overvalued. It's inflated. It's too much. 21.5. Jason Garrett as the Cowboys coach laying 21.5. At some point, these Dolphins, again, they're professional football players. There's some pride. They're going to step up. Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's, he's been the quarterback of a lot of bad teams and has found a way to win some games as a quarterback. 21 and a half is just way too much here. Uh, I mean, 15, 16, I could see that. It's the best pick on the board. I'm I'm holding my nose again. I'm taking the Dolphins, but I'm also calling it my best bet. Ryan Fisher with some real cojones. I, I couldn't pull the trigger on the Dolphins. I know John said he couldn't earlier. So, John, give us your three plays and the best bet. Yeah, I like the Colts uh, beating the Falcons this week at home. The Colts have looked pretty good in two against two pretty good teams on the road to open their season. This is their home opener. So I like the Colts uh, winning two points uh, over the Falcons. I'm going to go on a limb here, but I think I'm, I'm onto something. I like the Raiders' money line plus 330 over the Vikings. The Raiders played well in week one against the Broncos, who I don't think are that good. They also ran into a buzzsaw this week with the uh, with the Chiefs. However, if you look at that game, they actually shut them out for three of the four quarters of that game, uh, all the, the points coming in the second quarter. Uh, in quick succession, I mean, that, that make no mistake about it, uh, but I like the way that they played the Chiefs, and I think that they'll be uh, they'll be in a close uh, game in uh, in Minneapolis, and I think they could win that one. So I like the payday on the plus three thirty. But my best bet of the week, Ryan, we kind of hinted at this earlier, uh, betting on injuries. I like the Saints four and a half over the Seahawks. Uh, going back to what I talked about already last week, the Seahawks defense gave up sixteen points to a Mason Rudolph led offense in the second half. And I like Teddy Bridgewater having a full week of preparation as the starter with Sean Payton uh, to figure out a way to put up some points in the absence of Drew Brees. So I like the Saints to cover on the road as my best bet. I like the Raiders' money line plus 330 over the Vikings. And then a a boring game, but I I still like the Colts uh, as a favorite 
to cover against the Falcons at home. We got John Spataro's picks to close it out. Me, Jason Gotch, I'll give you my selections. I'm going to take the Bengals plus six at the Bills. The Bills, Ryan Fisher's surprise team of the year, and they're off to a good start. They beat the Giants and the Jets in their first two victories. But I think you're getting a little value here. I don't necessarily think the Bengals are going to win the game, but I think they find a way to cover the six points after a rough home opener against the 49ers last week. I'll take the Texans. I'm going to go against Ryan here. I'm going to take them plus the three at the Chargers. Not impressed with the Chargers early in the year. We'll see how they play in this one, San Diego. But I I think the Texans can keep that game close, so I'll take the points in that one plus three with Houston. And then my best bet, Chiefs minus six and a half over Baltimore. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have looked great, but they won at Miami, and they beat the Cardinals in their first two wins. They take a class hike here. Give me the Chiefs to win this game by a touchdown. That's your best bet of the week. And that will do it for State Lines. For Ryan Fisher and John Spataro, my name's Jason Gotch. Hopefully we got some winners for you and we'll talk about all our picks on next week's program.